to my network. My name is Mariam Toure, and I want to welcome you back to my new series, Why Law, Why You? With this series of interviews and articles, I'm looking to put representation at the forefront by showcasing the stories of inspiring women lawyers across Canada who are doing amazing and impactful work, not only in their field of practice, but in their own communities. Today, I'm lucky enough to sit down with Maître Karine Joisil, an experienced litigator known for her strategic strategic thinking and pragmatic approach to dispute resolution. Karine is a graduate of the University of Montreal, and she currently practices as a civil, commercial, and medical liability litigator at the firm McCarthy Tetro. She also specializes in class action lawsuits. Karine, welcome, and thank you for being here. Thanks to you, my pleasure. So we'll jump right into the questions. Uh, can you start by telling us about yourself, explaining how the Karine Joisil of today came to be? That's a tough one for a first one. Um, well, about I can talk to you about myself. I'm uh, uh, really uh, from a mid-class family. Um, my parents are Asians. Um, uh, I was born in Montreal, raised in Montreal. I'm the eldest of a family of three. I have two sisters. Um, I'm a mother of twins. They're 13 years old. I'm married. And oh, I became, well, the warrior, I guess, and the, the wife and mother that I am today. Well, through ex various experiences of life. Uh, but I guess it's because I was always grounded, um, very aware of where I'm from and uh, that I never denied that and that I am not, therefore, I'm sorry, the expression, but full of myself. I, I'm really um, aware of some realities that other for various reasons and that's not good or bad may not be aware of so i really feel privileged and honored to uh, be able to be where i am in all the various uh, spheres of, of my life yeah. um so I guess because I've always been, yes, I have a vision of myself and I'm not saying that I have accomplished all that I've wished for, but I am also grateful for where I am today and what I do have. So um, I guess that's why I'm still there because I really enjoy what I have. I, I really appreciate it. And I really know that it, it would have been possible to not have it as well. So pretty aware of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you speak about knowing yourself and from the meetings I've had with you before, like you come off as very confident and I'm guessing you had that from a, from a very young age because I read in past interviews you, that you knew that you wanted to be a lawyer since you were in third grade, I think. And you yeah. speak of a Perry Mason um, character on TV as a child who's, he's a defense lawyer who you watch TV, you watch him on TV as a child. And I wonder like what were traits that you saw in him and that you saw in his practice that you looked up to as a girl? Well, obviously I love to talk. <laughs> so I guess I was attracted by a job that would allow me to express myself. But um, very much, it's an old show, you're too young for that. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
he was a showstopper. He was, it was always a drama ending. And you know that he would come up with the argument or the final key witness that no one could found and that will resolve the case in his favor. So I guess I wanted to be that kind of lawyer that would make a difference in a case that people would be afraid of. And I don't know why. I really looked at that. I want to do this when I'm older. Um, always wanted to really I'm for that I'm really happy it, it has been easy for me I, I I saw those images I said I want to do it and I could have ended up going to law school and not liking it I could have ended up starting articling and say I don't want to do litigation but you know from one step to another each time I was pleased and so uh, it's worked out for me that way uh, but when I go to court um, this is a favorite part of my job, for sure. I love to wear my robe, I, my gown. I, I, I like to step up and say, Catherine was in McCarthy Tetra for the plaintiff or the defendant. And when I say that, at, when you know they ask for you to identify yourself, at that moment, I'm in my own world. At, from that point, I'm in my game. I love it. Um, and I want to win, even if I don't have an easy case and, you know, don't always have easy cases. So, but at that point, my sole goal is to perform. It's really for me, it's, a, it's to be performing, I guess. And it's the challenge. I, I love it. Yeah. It's, I think it's really good to have, to have that connection to your work and have that part of your job that you truly love, because that's what makes you stay in the long run, right? In the long yeah. run. Yeah. yeah, so when you're reading the exhibits and make nothing notes and you know it's because at some point you will be filing those exhibits or contradict the witness with those exhibits. So yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, so your, your story of seeing someone on TV and looking up to them is not a story that's uncommon for many other uh, visible minorities or just children going, growing up wanting to become lawyers. Do you think this type of representation for young aspiring lawyers can be detrimental to them? Because there must be a difference between what you see on TV and what's in reality. For sure. The lack of representation in all uh, domains is uh, something that is um, uh, really uh, unfortunate and um, detrimental, let's just say, for, for our kids and younger uh, children. Uh, that's something to see, like someone like Perry Mason and say, I want to do that. But it is also important to see people just like you, because at some point you realize that Perry Mason is a show and then there is reality. Mm -hmm. so, and at some point you're not eight years old anymore and you're 15, 16, 17. And okay, now how does this work? And where do I go? How can I manage myself into that system? What is what the system is about? Um, personally, I had no clue about the legal system. I, I, I wanted to be a lawyer and go in court. So I figured, well, there is a courthouse. There are lawyers. People have problems. They call the lawyer. Work, and, 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 and law firms and interviews and, and, and partnership. Um, I have I had no clue about that really. I'm not my, my mom is a nurse. My father is a teacher, um, so I, I have we had no relatives that were lawyers in Montreal. 
So really, um, no one to ask about the, the system or how it works. So it is important to, to, to um, yes, to have people that you can relate to um, in fictions, but in reality as well, um, it is important as well. When you get into uh, the law environment, you realize that everyone knows each other. All people have, they have an uncle, a brother, a grandfather, their father, they're all judges in their family. And you're like, oh my God. So I'm exaggerating, but there, there's so many people that there's a network there um, that you don't necessarily have when you are issued from, when you are from a diverse environment or so. Uh, yes, it is important. So kids, uh, like me, like you, like my kids know, yes, uh, this system, if you wish to do that, it's up open for everyone and there's room for you and you belong there as well. And, and there's a reason why our kids always relate to basketball players or uh, because this, this is what we broadcast to them, which is okay. But, and what if they're not talented in basketball? What can they do? What if they're not hip hop singers? What, you know, so, so we have to show them that there is a spectrum out there and they, there's no barriers for anything for them as well. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree. We have to show them that there's more that they can do. You're more than just what you see on TV, what people tell you, you can be, there's no limit to it. Um, so you were able to, to be that representation for young Black kids or just young colored kids in law, in the legal world. But um, you also embarked on a political career. Uh, I think it was in 2011, yeah, when you ran for uh, the Liberal Party of Canada in Laval, Isil. Can you tell us a bit about that and what motivated you to, to try this out, try this pathway? I've been involved, well, I've been involved a lot with the Quebec Liberal Party um, for many years from 1994 to 2009, uh, held various positions at the Youth Commission and then at the senior level of the party as well. Um, and in 2011, uh, I did not expect to run. Uh, that was not <laughs> my plan, A, B, C, or D. I was working and I received a phone call that I missed because I was at my desk. And so I came back and there was a, this voicemail asking me to call back. I did call back and it turns out that La Balisville was a writing that was very, a strong liberal writing uh, 2011. So I felt, obviously uh, I shared the values, um, uh, the liberal values and, and and I felt um, it would have been for me um, very presumptuous to not consider the offer yeah. that was made at the time, uh, considering that the, strong, the, the writing was a winning one. And, and so often we would complain that uh, we do not have a real chance or that, but this time it, this was really um, uh, a liberal writing that was uh, proposed uh, to me. So. I called my husband, I said, well, here's the deal. And he said, I said, what do you think? Uh, and, and, and then proposed the, the, the writing right away. He said, well, Mr. Ignacio, who was the, the leader of 
the Liberal Party of Canada wants to us to submit three candidates and we will three women women candidates and we want to submit your candidacy and can you send us a resume or something and I, I'm like well I'm going to think about it and my husband said you should you would be crazy to not even send your resume and 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 so I did and then turned out that called me back said well we would like you to run so um and what was not even a thought an hour before became like uh, uh, yeah well and 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 so that's why I ran but and and the rest is history there was the orange wave so I was not elected um and the rebel took back the, the writing in 2015 um but so and and back then what motivated me again, because I, I, I felt that uh, I was asked something that many would have liked uh, to be asked for. It was a real opportunity. Uh, obviously I enjoyed also the political debate. Um, so it would not have been a sacrifice for myself back, back then. Well, I mean, a lot of change. My twins were four years old back then, so so yeah, so it was a, a crazy period of time. I remember with Philippe saying that he, he doesn't want to go to Ottawa because he doesn't like the Ottawa Sands. <laughs> he, he wants to cheers for the halves. And, 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 and my other son, Justin, when we would go uh, at the electoral committee, he would say, I want you to go to the, your other office, your lawyer office. So they were not... <laughs> Uh, but we flip like to be on TV, uh, so that so it was. A, a, there were kids, and they were very obviously part of all of this. So, um, but I felt that yeah, I, I was privileged again to being asked to to do that uh, run, and I thought it was also my duty to 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 be there and not refuse. Uh, we cannot always complain, and when the offer is on the table, say, okay, I'll decline. So uh, I did run, didn't turn out. Well, it was not meant to be, uh, and, and, and it's fine as well. Did you see that loss as, as the complete end, as in you wouldn't be going back into politics, or is that still something you're open to doing in the future? I will always enjoy politics, that, that, that's for sure. I have a lot of friends that still, uh, a lot of my good friends are friendships that were built through politics because I got involved in politics when I was 17. So uh, I have many friendships that have been lasting for more than 25 years. Um, and, uh, but uh, right now I would not, think about running. What I mean by right now is that my kids, I, I was telling you there were four back then. So back then was the plan was, okay, if I win, we'll move everyone to Ottawa and they will start school in Ottawa in kindergarten. And, and, and right now they're teenagers and this is a very um, sensitive period of time in the life of a, a, a young adult or a teenager, I would not, you know, put them through that mix in that. Um, I would rather keep it, you know, uh, 
everything in place right now for their well-being, I don't think it would be good for them. And, and I, I'm not judging who else may have a, a thought, but now, you know, they have their reality. And I, I'm not sure that adding politic, a political mix like that, and I'm the mother, yeah. I know it's cliche, but, uh, but at the end of the day, that's the reality, I'm the mother. Uh, so, so maybe in my whole days, maybe <laughs> not. But right now, I'm really happy where I am. And, and yeah, I can get um, my voice heard auto, mm -hmm. uh, as well, so. That's true. There, there's so many other ways. Sometimes people think it's just politics, but no, there's a million other ways. Um, so, well, there was politics, but there's still your law career where you're doing amazing things. Your, your name is really known out there. You were named Lawyer of the Year for Civil and Commercial Litigation in 2008, and you're consistently recognized as a go-to person for class action lawsuits. So you have really built an amazing reputation that precedes you. What is the key element of your success? Um, what did you stamina? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 a law career, it, it you know, it, it's tough. Uh, again, uh, so I guess yeah, my biggest success is to survive, and I'm not saying this like. To be dramatic, or um, but um, uh, you know, it's a marathon. You have to, you know, it's not one day that defines your career, or not a bad day, not even a bad week, and not a bad judgment, uh, because there are some bad judgment as well, or, or some judgment that you're not pleased with. So it's a long-term process. Um, and, and, you know, as the time goes by, you get experience and, 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 and then you become more confident and, and there's stuff, you know, you got this. And sometimes, of course, we're always insecure and, and lawyers are insecure by definition and always double checking everything that we have done and right. And, and, but at some point, um, doing your work, uh, you come to trust yourself and trust the members of your team as well, and and, and that's um, and and the trust of your client as well makes you better. Um, it's all about them at the end of the day. It's all about you know being good to your client, uh, and 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 even if your client is a corporate client, you you want to do good for them. You you are there as a litigator. You're there to serve your client really. Uh, their problem becomes your problem and you want to help them out. And, and, and that's the key, I guess, to survive in this. It's remember why you're doing this. You're doing this because you want to be good to your client and you're doing this because you believe in the system because otherwise it would be anarchy and, 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 and even in civil matter. So, and, 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 and you don't want that. And we, as a, as a society, we have found a way to resolve our, our disputes uh, that is civilized, uh, that does not entail violence yeah. and, and, and that ask and request that we use our heads to solve things. Um, and, 
and that's what makes it so interesting and so important. And 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 that that's why uh, when there's a, a nice question of one, so this is why I love my job. Yeah. This is a tough one. And 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 and, and oh, I want to solve that one. Oh, it's interesting. So and and as long as you have this passion or this fire in you, you will keep on going and. By the magic of time, you will become better and better every day. So hopefully in 10 years from now, I will be better than today. Yeah. And I'm certainly better than I was 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. there's, there's a lawyer a few weeks ago who told me, you don't actually get good at your job until five years after you start as a lawyer. And I was like, that, that, I can see that being true because everyone talks about the learning curve and like how it's such a big learning process. But after a certain time, as you said, I can only imagine you learn to trust yourself. You, you learn to grow confidence in yourself because you've gone through all that important learning. So it's really shaped you into the lawyer that you need it to be. You need to be exposed to various situations. Uh, you know uh, to, to learn how to do this and to see how you would react and sometimes you would say okay i would do this and when it happens you're not doing this because then you have other considerations and then you see oh okay but uh, something that i could not foresee now i can see other implications so yeah you have to go through some experiences to um to be more complete as a lawyer and those experiences there are never ending so <laughs> And um, you spoke a bit about the, the harder times. So sometimes the bad week or the bad day. And just from looking at your track record, we, we can't even see those, those bad times, but could you, could you recall any of them and how you got through them? Well, I guess they, they would vary. There would differ, be difference from time to time. When, when you're younger, I mean, long hours and, and and, and not knowing perfectly what you're doing, not being in control, I should say, um, because of that lack of experience uh, could be tough. Um, sometimes it would be that the witness didn't answer the way you expected to yeah. and you're okay. And you have to think again about your submissions because now uh, your closing arguments does not <laughs> are not relevant anymore. Uh, could be um, that you pitch for a mandate that you didn't get, you you don't get. Could be you know that you wanted to work on a project and you don't get it as well. I mean, uh, uh, and and also of course there is a an impact on our family. I mean, sometimes uh, you would miss. Uh, family gathering because you have to work um but but at the end of the, of the day it's all a matter of being able to manage and sometimes your job will uh will have a more uh significant and will take a more significant place and other times you know well your family will be put first um so but again it's a marathon you cannot judge your your career and saying okay this week uh, it, it's really a bad week uh, the judge was not following me or or or, or this or that and say oh, i don't like my job it, it's you know you have to get the whole picture 
but uh, yeah, for sure when the, the kids were babies um, and, and, and then you have to be at the daycare before 5.30 and, and you always want to finish something be before you leave for the daycare and you say to the, 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 the caregiver, oh, I'll pay the penalty. Can I pay in advance? <laughs> and you say, no, just be on time. You're like, oh my God, what am I doing? But I uh, see today they're 14 years old and I got through it. No more yeah. care. <laughs> yeah. The hard times when you're in them always seem super difficult. But then when you get past them and you're like, oh, I got through that. It's fine. <laughs> With over 20 years of practice as a lawyer, I figure you must have seen the, the legal world evolve with uh, the growing need for diversity and inclusion. How has you seen the legal world adapt itself to this growing need? Um, constant growth in the acknowledgement that there is a, a need to uh, put that issue on the agenda. Uh, and today, um, I think uh, the legal system is well aware and more than aware, they're a the legal system is committed to, uh, to change or to evolve. Uh, and, and, and really, I think it's really sincere um, as an undertaking by all the legal community, um, uh, people in law firms in the judicial system are really uh, aware that um, there's not that much diversity mm -hmm. in the world, in the legal profession, on the bench, and uh, really uh, committed to find solutions, really committed to go towards diversity and, you know, and, and, and not just wait for diversity to come to, to, to the system, but go to uh, the diversity where it is located and say, hey, we're here, uh, come and meet us. This could be for you. Uh, let us show you how to do this. Um, so yes, it, it has changed. Um, not that, I, I, I think people were not just, they were colorblind before, didn't realize that. Uh, people would say before, oh, well, uh, there's no issue. Uh, it's all about the talent. It, it is always about the talent. That's not the point, uh, but uh, we're looking for the talent at the same place. How come some talent remain unknown or unnoticed? Uh, and, 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 and nowadays, um, uh, a network is made to uh, reveal or uh, discover those, uh, those talents for sure. Uh, it's two different times uh, working in the right direction, I believe. I'm really optimistic, as I often say, not naive, but really optimistic. So everything won't be perfect within the next three or six months, but moving forward in the right direction for sure. A lot of the time it's unconscious too. Like uh, you mentioned people, people were colorblind and it's like in, in interviews or while reviewing, I guess someone's a, it's like at the end of the day you choose the person you want to work with you choose the person you'll like and unconsciously sometimes you end up picking someone who looks like you because I don't know you just happen to like them but it's because they look like you so what what kind of kind of initiatives have you seen in your firm 
to break this down? Well, we had a training about unconscious bias, that's the, the, the first thing. So uh, all the people conducting interviews um, uh, at that training, and it will be uh, offered to all members of the firm at some point in time um, within the next year. So, so this is coming. Um, we have um, McCarty uh, Inclusion Now, which is a diversity and inclusion program that we're really proud of. And we have uh, four action groups uh, working on DNI um, program and questions, uh, the racialized group, the gender uh, group, uh, the LGBTQ2 uh, plus group, and um, people with disabilities as well are covered. And we have also initiatives for the um, indigenous. Um, so, uh, and, and those groups would do various things. Um, the restaurant group, we had just a, a, a reading club and, uh, and we had this book out to be an anti-racist. Um, and, and we, we asked people to read it. Well, it was on a volunteer basis and we had discussion about it. So that's really, uh, uh an example of what we do. Uh, we have done, but we have also, yes, training. Mm -hmm. uh, we also um, want to put, will put in place um, a program for first year student at law from the black community and allowing them to, to, to spend some time in a Toronto office mm -hmm. and, and, and see how it is prior to uh, La Corso Stage, yeah. so, uh, so to get familiar with mm -hmm. all, all this. Uh, for myself, I, before working in a law firm, I've never went into a law firm. So, um, so uh, that's another kind of initiative that we have put in place and we have more on, on the paper uh, pad as well working on, but yes, uh, of course, we're involved with various uh, faculty of law mm -hmm. and uh, and student association um, that focusing on diversity and inclusion and see how we can assist uh, or support uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. So yes, our firm is really, really committed. And as I said, I think um, the community, the legal community is really committed. Uh, to, yeah. mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's really amazing what's going on. And just from the events I've, I've been attended in the past month, like you really hear uh, like lawyers and partners, not just saying that like, oh, we're yes, uh, inclusivity and diversity is part of our values. They're like, no, we're actually working on it. We have concrete things that we're doing. And we know that there's not like a a set goal. We know that we're always going to have to work towards something. It's always going to be evolving, but we're dedicated to do the work. So th that's something that's really, uh, it's nice to see for, for myself and I know for other um, students from visible minority groups. Yeah. Oh, you guys are in a goal period. Um, a big part of your time has also been dedicated to uplifting the Haitian community in Montreal. Can you talk about the different initiatives you were or are involved in 
and why engaging yourself in your community is so important to you? I guess it is important because, um, as I said uh, at the beginning, I'm a I'm a middle class girl, really ordinary girl from a average family, really, uh, and and. Uh, and I think that sometimes people um, as a misrepresentation as, of what a lawyer is and where they come from, what is their background, or, and, and, and that's one reason uh, I want girls and boys from my background saying that, well, they can do whatever they want, and, 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 and I want them to benefit from what I have, which is not that much, but I have a network, uh, certainly have some knowledge that I've, uh, I've, I've built, um, uh, some, uh, you know, um, fundraising capacity that I have, you know, developed as yeah. well. So I want my community to benefit from that. And also at some point, um, I was really unhappy um, about the image that was broadcast in the media about black people and especially Asian people. At some point when I was 21, 22, 23, Asian people were gang members. Basically that's all that we were. Uh, and it was day after day uh, in those years, black young black men were killing themselves every single day. And that's all we you would heard about. That was the front page of the newspaper and the first um, uh, report uh, in the TV uh, 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 journal uh, at, at 6 p.m. So I was like, well, and that's a reality. That was a reality, but that's not, we're not simply that. I mean, and, and, and I was really at some point unhappy with that. And so me and others, uh, we felt that we should uh, put an association together to change the image that is project or broadcast another image of, of the community or and, and, and a more complete <laughs> or defensive image um, of the community, the, the Asian community. So that's how La Jeune Chambre de Commerce Haitienne was born. Um, and the, the goal was to put together members of uh, the professional community and the uh, business, the Black Asian business community together. And uh, yes, to network, to do business together, but also to be uh, an actor in the civil uh, society and to be um, an organization that uh, the authorities could uh, discuss with and not discuss about uh, community works, which is perfectly fine, but you wanna talk business, talk to us. Um, and, 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 and we know business, we've been, <laughs> we're working downtown and, and, and so we're there every day. And so uh, we want to be at that table as well. So, uh, and, and, and that's, that was the idea behind it. And I think it's still a need for this community. And, and, and I see more and more empowerment of the Black community, uh, Asian, but all the Black community. And it is important um, that we do not let 
people define us, but we define ourselves. And yes, poverty and violence is part of your, our community, but I, all community, I mean, I can show you some neighborhood in Montreal where there is drug and violence and poverty as well. And, and, and so I, I don't want to be defined in a certain way um, or to be limited to a certain perception. I don't want when people look to my kids that they think they know them because they see the color of their skin and that they say they, they think they know their history and where they're from and what they could do. So that's why I've been involved with the Asian community. And I will honestly, as long as I will be involved because I, I really think it's important. I, I'm not sure, uh, and I'm 44, that um, when I die, this image will problem will be solved. So I think it's, we will have to work very hard for a long period of time to overcome all the uh, bias that uh, are against us. And that's why I think it's important to do so on a day-to-day -day basis. I completely agree and we we do see this uh like growing initiatives that want to change the narrative for for people in the black community that want to show children that have big aspirations that there's no box that defines you you can enter these spaces and do great because you have the potential to do so so it's, it's going in the right direction but as you said there there's always work to be done we, we can't expect things to be fixed like tomorrow. No, exactly. So, and there, and don't get me wrong, there are great, the Quebec society is a great society. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's not the, the point of, of my, my word here, but, uh, all, but we have to acknowledge as well that there are some discrimination and there are people that doing us, giving us a bad image and or, or always put the same image of us. Mm -hmm. uh, up front, and, and and again, I'm not denying some realities that is our, that are ours, but uh, there are other things in this community, and, and it is time to put them up front as well. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, completely agree. Um, so we're getting to the last question. Oh wait, no, what? Two more questions. <laughs> so, if you you mentioned it a bit before, but if you could break down into one sentence what you love about law or one reason you you love law what would it be one reason honestly i love law because i think it's fundamental to the well-being of a society Mm -hmm. I really think, and, 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 and you know, often say doctors are so important, and they are, don't get me wrong, and I represent them, so, <laughs> uh, but um, uh, it's so concrete, right, you're sick, you, you need a doctor, but I think that a society uh, would be so sick if there were no lawyers, that we need uh, more than ever L'état de droit is so important. Uh, and we've witnessed that a few weeks ago and not so far in North America. Uh, and, and I don't want to go into politics and certainly not into foreign politics, but so 
the fundamentals and the basics of our, our, our jobs and what we know, we think lawyers, okay, we would do, we would look on their civil code or, or, but all of this system is so important. Um, and again, it's because our society depends on it. So I feel that we, it's really, we, we carry a huge responsibility. We're not just lawyers. Um, we carry the system and values and that's what I, ch I cherish the most, yeah. Very well said. And also it's, it's a system that's so sometimes like unknown to, to people or like distance from them. So our ability as lawyers, well, students, but <laughs> lawyers to break it down for them and make it comprehensible to them and, and tell them this is a system for you. It's not supposed to be so distant. It's here for you to protect you. I feel like that's that's also our job and that's the beauty of what we do as well. They like lawyers until they need one. And one thing, once they need one, they, end, they love their lawyers uh, uh, because they realize how important they are to them and to their rights uh, and to uh, civil resolution of, of, uh, of disputes. So, yeah. So now we are getting to the last question. Um, do you have any advice for the young girls who wish to follow in your footsteps? Uh, I would tell them to go, to jump, and to not look back. Always moving forward. No second thoughts and just keep moving. And I would tell them that even if it doesn't look like it, sky is the limit. Because if you do second guess, yeah. step, step aside, you will not make it where you are supposed to make it. So keep on moving and you'll see where it brings you. Um, uh, so yeah, jump in and do not look back and the rest will happen. You have to put the effort, obviously. You yeah. have work uh you have to be out there um but I said, oh can i do this oh was it a good decision uh follow your instinct would be my advice yourself yeah okay. trust um, yourself yeah that's good advice yeah okay well Karin, i'd like to thank you for partaking in this interview today and sharing your story Honestly, you gave a lot of good advice and I feel like a lot of young girls, but also boys will be able to relate to your story, your pathway into the legal world. So thank you. Yeah, everyone is different. I hope it helped and I was happy to share. And uh, well, good luck to all those who will be listening to us and hopefully we'll see each other at the courthouse maybe. <laughs> And to my network, thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to let me know who you want to see featured next week in the Why Law, Why You series. Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye-bye.